Well, last Monday, there was a big legal battle, and the target of this is the tech giant Apple. Uh, the competitor or the challenger in this case, it, this specific legal case, is Epic Games. They are um, the creators of various popular games, but most famously, uh, the uh, global sensation Fortnite. So Epic filed an antitrust lawsuit against the company for uh, abusing control over its payment system, namely through the Apple App Store. The uh, company is challenging Apple's refusal to allow Epic Games stores onto iPads and iPhones, saying that uh, Apple is essentially trying to keep their App Store closed off and basically have sole monopoly power. If Epic wins this, many say that this could really transform the way how First of all, Apple does business, but how us as consumers also approach the idea of buying apps and purchasing and how in-app purchases are all conducted. So to give us some analysis on what's going on here, we're very pleased to be joined by Professor Shuba Ghosh, who is the Crandall Melvin Professor of Law and also the Director of the Syracuse Intellectual Property Law Institute at Syracuse University's College of Law, joining us on the line. Hello. Hello. Professor, thank you so much for joining us. So the, the uh, actual court uh, battle began last Monday, uh, but we've been getting snippets of the evidence and the discovery and, and sort of the allegations that have been popping back and forth between Apple and uh, Epic. C- could you just tell us um, what you think about the conflict so far and kind of lay out what you think the main crux of the arguments are? Yeah, thank you for having me. I mean, the big issue right now is establishing whether Apple is a monopoly or not. Uh, This is a question about what market are we talking about. Uh, Epic is focusing largely on the uh, video game and the mobile uh, video game app market. And Apple is saying that uh, uh, Epic has lots of different mechanisms by which it can distribute its video games. And therefore, uh, Apple doesn't really have any monopoly power or market power. And so that's basically what the debate's been about in terms of the different ways in which consumers can get access to the epic video games like Fortnite. And uh, it's ultimately this question about monopoly or market power is about, you know, access by consumers and availability to distribute these games to consumers. Yeah, and if you um, if if people remember this, all began with basically Fortnite kind of, I think, instigating an incident where they were trying to allow uh, people who were playing Fortnite uh, to to purchase skins or or what have you uh, externally, not through the in-app um, purchase system that is kind of uh, laid into stone within any uh, iPad or iPhone or any Apple device. And so uh, the subsequent ban by Apple on that practice uh, resulted in this immediate lawsuit that was filed. And now we've seen this sort of back and forth. To you then, Professor, the crux of the issue, because there's a lot of kind of arguments at play here, whether that 30% that uh, Apple takes uh, as a cut from its App Store in uh, purchases or whether it's the fact that Apple does not allow any other type of app store into their ecosystem, like an Epic Games store. Um, ultimately, what do you think is going to be unfolding as far as the uh, the decision that the uh, judge has to make? I think it's still too early to tell. Um, I think the question is largely how the judge is going to view the, the equities 
and the, the, the market concerns in, the, in this case. If it's just simply focusing upon the 30 percent, uh, there's always going to be a cut that Apple is going to get. And the argument would be that Apple provides a platform not only for Epic, but also for other game developers. Uh, but if the focus is on consumers and what types of uh, alternatives they're given and what types of benefits they're given through the platform and through the game, uh, then uh, the judge's focus might be very different and they, the judge may be more willing to rule in favor of Epic. So, for example, the, uh, the kind of options that Epic provided to consumers in order to be able to buy uh, certain peripherals or certain things within the game through, I forget what they call it, Epic Dollars or whatever the internal uh, V-Bucks, I believe game is currency a, yeah. was. Yeah. What was it called? V-Bucks. Yeah, whatever it may have been yeah. called. Um, I mean, that's, uh, arguably consumers benefit from that. And if Apple is in a position where it can cut off uh, uh, you know, game developers and game, game distributors from creating these options, that's one indication of a consumer harm hmm. that might suggest that Apple is exercising its power in a way that's anti-competitive. There are various fronts where this battle is taking place. Uh, the uh, European Commission uh, actually also accusing Apple with abusing, um, uh, I guess, their monopoly power in terms of the App Store, uh, namely in things like Spotify, right? That is another aspect where, uh, again, uh, they control that 30% cut and then the in-app purchases make it onerous for uh, people who have that device and obviously for the company itself, uh, seeing their bottom line uh, being affected by this enormous user base that uh, Apple controls. Do you believe that the U.S. court case specifically with Epic Games is going to be the precedent setter for all of these other pending issues and accusations uh, surrounding Apple? Um, Well, that's interesting. I mean, Apple has been in trouble before in the U.S. and in the EU. It had issues regarding its, uh, you know, uh, its its, uh, e-book platform and uh, issues regarding pricing about e-books, uh, both in the U.S. and, and in the EU. Uh, the two jurisdictions tend to run independently of each other. Okay. I mean, certainly they are target, uh, both target the same companies because the companies are, are, you know, have a quite a bit of presence in both markets. Uh, but the standards are quite a bit different. And um, I don't think the U.S. opinion per se would be a precedent in in the EU for how they would proceed. Do you believe that um, there is sort of, it's apples and oranges, but this overall kind of scrutiny that we're looking at uh, with tech giants and and kind of giving them this sort of skeptical glance, whether it's Facebook's lack of uh, respect of of privacy and and users' personal information and them uh, ironically kind of pitting themselves against Apple who kind of positioned themselves as a good guy as far as privacy uh, of their user base um, or or Google's monopoly power or or Apple's uh, or Amazon's um, monopoly power in the e-commerce space. Uh, are we seeing somewhat of a change here in terms of how the public, first of all, perceives this and how even uh, policymakers and maybe even the uh, judiciary will eventually move in, in perhaps uh, being a bit more forward in, in regulating uh, some of these aspects of um, whether we want to talk of antitrust or not? Well, certainly, you know, big tech companies are getting scrutiny, the kind of scrutiny that railroads got uh, 
you know, 140 mm-hmm. years ago. The oil companies got 100 years ago. Uh, you know, telephone and telecom was, was getting about, you know, 50 years ago. Uh, and, you know, some of the very, very uh, you know, high-level issues are, are kind of a common thread throughout all these industries. But your question also indicates all the different issues that are involved yeah. and problems that people are seeing in the tech sector, not just simply privacy, but things like access to social media, uh, the whole question about, you know, news distribution, uh, the whole question about access to, uh, uh, to products, not only digital products, but also uh, the kind of goods and services people turn to Amazon and other digital shops for. So there are a whole bunch of issues here, and it's not completely clear that uh, antitrust by itself can address all of them, mm. but certainly it's a start uh, uh, for considering you know, regulation and other uh, approaches to dealing with, with these issues. Um, I think there's a view within, you know, for those who are you know, very strong antitrust supporters here, uh, that, you know, if we had more competition, maybe some of these issues become less yeah. salient. But that is a, a difficult question. I mean, some of these issues are not going to be resolved by just right. simply having more competition. There might be questions about whether they might get worse, right. <laughs> you know, with especially with respect to social media and, and with respect to privacy. So then going back to the uh, Apple versus Epic case, um, I wonder if I can put you on the spot a little bit. Uh, what do you think will unfold, legally speaking? And uh, do you think it is within the realm of possibility that uh, longtime users of Apple may finally see maybe a competitor to the App Store and actually have an alternative like an Epic Game Store? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, that uh, that's a loaded question. I mean, I think from Apple's perspective, there is a lot of co- there is not a lot, but there is competition to the Apple Store in terms of choice of platforms and and other, uh, not just simply uh, um, uh, iPhone-type platforms, right. uh, the mobile app-type platforms, but, you know, video game consoles and PCs and other ways in which games could be. Uh, but um, I think the interesting question is within uh, things like mobile app, app platforms like the, like the Apple Store, uh, what types of... Uh, a leeway will companies like Epic have to basically direct market to consumers mm-hmm. and offer options without having to work through, you know, a fairly uh, intrusive or what seems to have been a, a fairly intrusive intermediary like Apple. So I think it's not unlikely that we might see some loosening of Apple's control over this particular market and allowing more direct uh, uh, contracting, if you will, or direct delivery uh, between companies like Epic and consumers. Yeah, and it will be something that uh, we will see uh, ultimately, uh, I guess, for the lay people, uh, hopefully beneficial for consumers in the long run. But uh, interesting test case here uh, with this Apple Epic uh, uh, case and uh, legal dispute. Professor, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate your insights and hopefully talk to you again soon. Yeah, thank you for having me. Good night. That was Professor Shuba Ghosh from Syracuse University's College of Law. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back in the second hour after this.